We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Uh, joining me now, world traveler and current Oklahoma City resident, Chris Biederman. And uh, <laughs> boy, that was tough. And we'll talk about it. And uh, yeah, all right. But first... Shout out to the whole We got sponsors. SGLambchops.com <laughs> is the website. Candlestick20 is the promo code. Uh, maybe you're a little bummed out about the Niners loss. Go get yourself something nice at SGLambchops.com. You can get 20% <laughs> off with that promo code. You can get a hoodie, get some sweats. Uh, maybe you're going to sit inside comatose for a few days. At least you would do so in style, luxury, and comfort in uh, in a lamb chops hoodie, lamb chops sweats, maybe some shorts. Uh, if that's if that's more your bag, uh, if you want it, Lamb Chops has got it, and it's always high quality. It's always always looks dope, and you can get twenty percent off with that promo code Candlestick twenty at sglambchops.com. I'm wearing my Heather Gray Lamb Chops right now uh, hoodie. I should say naturally my my go to travel hoodie. Um, perfectly comfortable in this uh, in this hotel room on the road. So um, yeah, man, we're uh, we're doing great in our Lamb Chops. We sure are. Go to sglambchops.com now. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 and get 20% off your order. Join the herd today. We're also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. I had a Cooperage uh, Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA during the game. I cracked one open during the second half of the Packers game and the Niners came back. This time, uh, they did not. So it was. Not, it turned out it was not the beer that, that made the 49ers win or lose the game, much to my surprise. I thought for sure I had that kind of impact on games. And you know what? Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA tastes so good that you think it could have an impact on a football game. And let me tell you, it went down great. I'm not feeling well. Um, there were the That game was insane. But I'll tell you what, the Candlestick Chronicles went down great. Tasted delicious. Yeah, I mean, if at this point with Cooperage, if you know, you know, it's your it's your favorite brewery's favorite brewery. Um, it it is as good as anything you will find in Sonoma County. We all know some of the big name breweries that are up there, but Cooperage is as good, if not better, than any of them. Um, and I would put their stuff uh, up against anybody else. Um, it's not hyperbole. It's not me just gassing them up. Uh, they have they have some of the best stuff around. You can get Keg Slayer, a signature IPA of theirs that's amazing. Kurt Pale Ale, shout out to uh, shout out to our guy Kurt. Um, and they also have you know Pilsners. They have 
uh, watermelon, strawberry and mint, sparkle pants, hard seltzers. Uh, they have a mellow sunshine wheat ale. I think everybody could use a little bit of mellow sunshine after what we all just witnessed um, in that Super Bowl. Um, and of course, if you are 21 or older, you can get get it shipped right to your door. Uh, and if you're in the state of California, so, so check out cooperagebrewing.com. Shout out to our friends at Cooperage and uh, hope everyone... Hope everyone got to enjoy some Candlestick Chronicles hazy IPA from from them this year. Um, the batches were phenomenal as always, and uh, yeah. and it was a lot of fun to be a part of everyone's everyone's beverage consumption. All right, let's talk about it. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Boy, you know, <laughs> going into the game, I was like, I'm not sure there's a way the Niners could lose this that would suck worse than any of the other playoff losses they've had. And boy, I got to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I might have been wrong. <laughs> well, so first that of all, brutal, man. first of all, shout out to you, uh, because you're going through it a little bit with the uh, with I've the virus. It. <laughs> with the virus that's been making its rounds in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so shouts to you for, for battling through it and being a trooper. Yeah. Um, man, that was one of those, that was one of those sporting events that you will never forget. Nope. Um, about, I think that's probably as heartbreaking a loss as, as there is because um, maybe it's similar a little bit to the, the 2022, uh, the 2012-2013 Super Bowl against the Ravens in the mm-hmm. sense that it felt like the 49ers were the better team top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not for a few just like really ridiculous mistakes, um, they win the game. And and to me, like I thought the 49ers played well. Obviously, you're going against Patrick Mahomes, so you have no margin for error. And you have to basically play a perfect and or clean yep. game. Yep. Um it was always it was going to be a struggle against the Chiefs defense. I thought the 49ers offense made enough plays for the most part. They did get away from the run in the third quarter, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of that was Steve Spagnola, you know, doing all he could to take away the run. But to me, really, like, and this is like super. This has got to be super frustrating. And the thing that that I'll remember from the Super Bowl is that the 49ers let a game go to overtime in which they missed an extra point, and Jake Moody just had that kick come super low off his foot. Yep, he kicked it on his ankle. And Daryl Luter had the ball kick off his foot on the the punt. Um, I don't don't know how that's coached necessarily. I don't know how you avoid, if you're, you know, trying to set up blocking, how you avoid a punt just, you know, hitting you in the foot randomly. Um, but to me, Ray Ray McLeod just has to fall on that ball and he was trying I to totally scoop agree. it and, and run with it. Um, and he's just got to fall on it. And then the very next play, the chiefs score a touchdown. Um, and I just think, you know, my, my takeaway from this game is, you know, you basically gave Patrick Mahomes team eight points right there. 
um, in a game that you ended up losing in overtime. And I'm, I will always be of the belief that the 49ers would have won this game had they made that extra point yep, um, and had they not muffed that punt. So that, to me, is why this is so heartbreaking. It's one of those cases where it felt like throughout the majority of the game, the, the Niners were just the better team top to bottom. Um, obviously the, the game had its starts and stops, but it was, it's just really fucking hard to win the Super Bowl, man. It's yep. really, really hard, especially against an all-time quarterback and you have to play an absolutely clean game and the 49ers right. did not. You know, you, you pointed to, and, and you, you said this on the Candlecron Twitter account at Candlecron, it was the third downs. It was the special teams miscues. Like that's what it comes down to. Uh, three of 12 against, on third down. That's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. And I think one of three in the red zone. I mean, that's just, that's not going to win against Patrick Mahomes, man. And that's what we talked about all week. And I wrote, I wrote about it this morning. Like the Chiefs were the consensus pick because everybody went, well, they have Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, if you're the 49ers, you have to not turn the ball over. You have to get an early lead and you have to keep building on that lead to make sure that Patrick Mahomes can't get the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win it. And I go back to the first quarter. The Niners are driving. Christian McCaffrey fumbles. Uh, on their next series, back-to-back penalties on Trent Williams, a false start and then a hold. You lose, you lose 15, uh, yards just like that. I mean, that just can't, that that's putting you behind the sticks in a way that you're not equipped to, to overcome. And then you go down and you get a field goal. That's great. Uh, you get a touchdown, you're up, you're up 10, three at the half and you feel okay about it, but they should have been up multiple scores by then. And then uh, things start to compound. That's when all of a sudden, if you're up 20 to, what was it? 20 to, to six, or it was 10 to six. So if you're up 20 to six and you muff a punt, Kansas City scores a touchdown. Okay, you're still up. You're still in a good spot. But when you've only put 10 points on the board, you don't have the margin for error to to have a muffed punt. You don't have the margin for error to miss a third down. You don't have the margin for error to to run the ball twice with Christian McCaffrey in the third quarter. It just, there's, there's, there are so many little things that went wrong for the 49ers in this game. And I I mean, if you just look at the Kansas city drive charts, it paints a picture punt, punt, fumble, punt, field goal. That's the first half. And then interception, which again, the 49ers don't take advantage. You go punt, field goal, punt, and then touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. I, it was the it was almost the same story as the the 2019 Super Bowl. You're going to hold the Chiefs down, or you can't hold the Chiefs down for X amount of time. But in that time, you better build a, a sizable lead because eventually the 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 wheels are going to start turning for them. And uh, I I I mean, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is also just good. I, I, I just, like plain and simple. Eight for eight in overtime. I think he had nine rushes for 57 yards in the second half in overtime, including that big one on fourth and one. Um, they let him stick around. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, they let him stick around. Um, I did think Steve Spagnuolo did a really good job, as always, mm-hmm. against Kyle Shanahan. And that was just – like there was a there was a very clear difference between Steve Wilkes and Steve Spagnuolo, it felt like. Right. Like it felt like the Chiefs had a decided advantage in terms of play calling defensively. The 49ers want to be a team that allows you to nickel and dime them down the field typically. Right. Mm -hmm. They play zone. 
You're not going to beat them with big plays. Um, and the Chiefs, that's that's what the Chiefs have been all year. They've been a nickel and dime type passing attack. And so the 49ers didn't really have a counter except throwing the rare blitz in there. And and the big difference between the Niners blitzing to me and the Chiefs blitzing was the Chiefs could show it and they could blitz or they could disguise it and be way off the line of scrimmage. Like there was, I think it was the third down at the two minute warning that ultimately led to the, the final Jake Moody field goal in regulation mm-hmm. where, you know, they didn't show blitz at the snap and then they mm-hmm. blitz the slot corner and he's right in Nick Mullins face completely unblocked. Um, and Mullins, or Mullins, wow, Jesus Christ, Brock Purdy, wow, that Here I must go. be tired. We're fired up, baby. <laughs> holy cow, that's the worst mistake I've ever made on this podcast. I'm gonna wear that one. Um, not a championship we'll effort fix it on my in post, part. Dog, we're good. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> so Brock Purdy uh, can't do anything with that play, and it felt like whenever the Niners are, were are blitzing in a key situation, Patrick Mahomes can see it at the snap. They're they're showing yep. it. The Niners yep. are showing it early, mm-hmm. um, and it just felt like Mahomes had answers for for everything the 49ers were throwing at them. He while he, it didn't it didn't feel like Kyle Shanahan or Brock Purdy had answers for the, the the Chiefs blitzing. And you look at the Niners' talent and the fact you have you know arguably the best bubble screen guy in the league in Debo Samuel. You have one of the best route runners in the league in Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and George Kittle was also banged up. And you have Christian McCaffrey, who you basically got to solve all these problems for you. But the 49ers still couldn't solve them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was that was a case of Steve Spagnuolo largely eating Kyle Shanahan's lunch for that portion of the game. Yep. But still, the 49ers were in position to win. And, I, and I'm I'm very much not like. You know, I'd still rather take Kyle Shanahan over just about any offensive coach. This isn't like a, you know, go get, mm-hmm. fire Kyle Shanahan and go get somebody else. But it just proves that winning the Super Bowl is really, really hard. And when you go against a defensive coordinator who's beaten Tom Brady in Super Bowls, who's beaten the 49ers twice in Super Bowls, um, who's beaten last year's Eagle teams in a Super Bowl, like that's, you know, that's, it's just really, really hard to do. Um, and Kyle Shanahan has done just about everything else in his career. He's got a coaching tree all across the league. The vast majority, not vast majority, maybe half the teams in the NFL are running some version of his offense specifically. He's got a seventh-round quarterback playing at a at a Pro Bowl level, at the level good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's he gets beat by Steve Spagnuolo, and that's just what it is. Like, And so... You know, there are going to be people who are going to be mad at Kyle Shanahan, and and I get it um, because he didn't win the Super Bowl, and the expectation for this franchise in particular is to win Super Bowls. But, you know, I'm still not taking anybody else. It's just – it just goes to show how really, really, really difficult winning championships is. It's it's just really, really difficult. Yep. And, you know, again, like we've said it before, if – the NFL played series and it was a best of five or a best of seven. I think there's mm-hmm. a reasonable chance the Niners win a series, but in mm-hmm. a one-off situation, it's just super difficult to beat somebody like Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was just skimming the box score and this really jumps out to the 49ers fumbled twice and lost them both. Uh, the chiefs fumbled five times and only lost one of them. 
Damn. The Chiefs put the ball on the ground five times. <laughs> like they, they they made some mistakes, like you know, they a couple personal there, fouls. Yeah. The um the horse collar on Brock Purdy, the slapping Brandon Ayuk in the face. Yeah. Like it the, the Niners especially holding in overtime. Yeah, defensive like it felt like to me, like for the most part, I know the I know Patrick Mahomes gashed gashed the Niners, but mm-hmm. for the large for for the large portion of the game, it felt like okay. This is this is the regular season version of the Niners' defense, not the mm-hmm. one that that got pushed around. Like the Niners yeah, were on both sides of the ball, the more physical team, and were yep. winning the line of scrimmage, which was yep. not the case against the Packers and Lions. Um, but you know, even then, it wasn't enough. And yeah, man, just didn't take advantage of the opportunities they were given, and uh, that is. It's going to sting and we're going to talk about it, you know, I'm sure later this week and all that. But like going forward, I think the reason why this one stings particularly way more than 2019 is because in 2019, it was like, all right, that's a new core. You know, we had George Kittle on a rookie contract, Fred Warner on a rookie contract, Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel were rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now four or five years later, the bills come and do, man, like you, you're not going to be able to pay everybody. Guys are aging out. Um, and it's just not going to look the same. And so to me, given what this team has gone through, given that they lost 2019, given they lost the NFC championship game to the Rams, given they lost the NFC championship Mm -hmm. game to the Eagles. Now you lose this one. It's really, really difficult to come back. And, And I thought that, you know, that mental edge, the fact that the 49ers would, were that team that's, that's dealt with defeat so many times they were going to have the mental edge over the chiefs who, you know, just won it last year. And we know how hard it is to, to repeat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I think that early on, it looked like, it looked like the 49ers were that team. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, Dre Greenlaw tears his Achilles running onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's Devo Sam, it's just so brutal. And then, you know, George Kittle leaves the game in the fourth quarter overtime to go get his shoulder looked at. It was in overtime. It was in overtime, yeah. So, like, you know, Debo has a hamstring. And by the end of the game, like, both teams just looked exhausted. Yeah. Just looked completely spent. So... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was in in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, I I just thought, like... (laughs) And the play he was out, Braden Willis, who was in for him... I got yeah. called for a holding penalty. Then they get it a first. That's time. probably that's probably the worst play call of the game for Kyle Shanahan. You have your your I mean, rookie tight end who probably shouldn't even be on the roster, let alone be on the field, and yeah. you do you run a play to his side, an outside run to his side. I don't in a key in a key second down play with the game on the line. Like that was that was the worst. Well, it's it's just an unforced error, man. You run left Let's so play. well. You run left so well. Like, why are you running behind your rookie tight end who isn't really known for being a blocker anyway? Like, who played four snaps in the previous two playoff games? Like, he's a special teams guy and he's not known for being a blocker. So, I, I want to push back a little bit on the Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing in the playoffs. I mean, the Niners still went. At, 5.4 yards per play. They weren't terrible. That third quarter was really rough, though. 
And smarter football people than me were like, yeah, the Chiefs are run blitzing like crazy and forcing the Niners to put it in, in Brock Purdy's hands. And Shanahan's trying to to counter that, which is which is fine. Uh, but at some point, like you need your quarterback to make a play. And I was of the mind that, like, yeah, hey, if they're going to do that, I think you still got to run it anyway, and and let Christian McCaffrey be the dude. Purdy in the third quarter went four of ten for twenty five yards, and his longest completion was seventeen, which means his other three completions went for eight yards. Um, Christian McCaffrey ran it twice for five yards. They ended up averaging three and a half yards. They ended up averaging three and a half yards per carry. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like they were gashing the chiefs the entire game with the run. And again, I don't disagree with anybody who says, yeah, I don't disagree with anybody who says they should have run the ball more, but it's not (laughs) as easy as like even Tony Romo on the broadcast. Like, yeah, you obviously have to stick to it and you would love to be able to run the ball by like getting, actually getting some first downs. Mm-hmm. but like sometimes I don't know, like it, it, it wasn't exactly I mean, working either. They went, they went it's just 31. tough sledding against a good defense. They went, th- yeah, right. They went 31 runs to 38 passes. It's not like it was crazy lopsided and it was a game right. where they had to come back late in the game. Yeah. So it's not like it was a, it's not like it was a mess. And then there were like, I, like we mentioned, there were a couple penalties that got him behind the sticks on a couple of series and, and probably forced them to, to throw. Um, so, I mean, they went fourth quarter. It was seven, it was seven rushes, seven passes in the fourth quarter. Uh, in overtime, they went uh, six rushes, six passes. So the fourth quarter and overtime, they were 13 and 13. They were perfectly balanced. Yeah, I, and Chris I think Jones the, wrecked it once again on the Juwan Jennings right. third and four. Talking with Roland and had the, they there. had they won the game, we're talking about how brilliant the the throwback Jennings yeah. play touchdown play pass to Christian McCaffrey was was incredible and et cetera et cetera. Um, I, to me, like you know, I'm not going to pretend I know more than Kyle Shanahan about running an offense. Um, to me. Like running the ball right behind Braden Willis is is just not a play you do, um, yeah, and nice. just overall having a better answer for the Chiefs blitzing, like the Chiefs are running screens, right? It didn't mm-hmm. it didn't feel like the 49ers. I mean, off, off the top of my head, it didn't feel like they ran any screens or enough screens, and like yeah, that's I think what like one they ran to Debo after he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but even even then, it wasn't like a screen where it's like you're letting guys get up the field. It's like a snap it and immediately get it out there. Yeah. You know, so I, I do yeah, think I bet, there was a club missing in, in Shanahan's bag for whatever reason. I bet Mahomes' average depth of target in the fourth quarter and overtime was like four and a half yards. It was a lot of really short throws. And frankly, it was yeah. really the whole game, save for the save for the one to Miko Hardman. Hey, do you know and when getting the a lot of yards time... and getting a lot of yards after the catch? Yeah, ton of yak. It's crazy how often Travis Kelsey is just wide open. I don't know why anyone ever runs zone against the Chiefs, ever. But it's probably hard to cover him in man too. Oh no doubt, well, yeah. no doubt. But at least then there's someone near him. <laughs> it's yeah, just that's nuts fair. How, how many how how many times. He's just open and no one's around. Yeah. It does feel like Chris Jones is just 
like will forever be a thorn in the 49ers side. Yep. And I know Kyle Shanahan, you know, invested a second round pick in Aaron Banks and, um, you know, fourth round pick in Spencer Burford recently. Um, but it just doesn't feel like, you know, Jake Brendel, Jake Brendel's fine. Like, it seems to me like Shanahan would rather have a guy who can like execute the reach blocks on his runs. And it's like very specific. Like he likes the athleticism of guys who can like get out in space and like create those blocks. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when you're just like going up against an absolute monster like Chris Jones, mm-hmm. those guys don't hold up as well. And, yep. you know, it's it's sort of an ongoing theme of Kyle Shanahan's tenure. It's like they've they've never really I, I mean, I guess um, Lake and Tomlinson was a good player was like a mm-hmm. dude at left guard and they let him go. And and I get why they let him go. You can can only pay guards so much. But it does feel like one thing the 49ers have really lacked, or at least they haven't put an emphasis on, is investing real resources into the interior of the offensive line. And I get it. It's really difficult to do when you have a really expensive roster. And that's probably an area where you feel like you can skim if you're a coach who's mm-hmm. often good at operating uh, you know, negating pass rush, yeah. but four niners haven't been good at negating the chiefs pass rush in either super bowl. No, 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 they got to They have to upgrade it at right tackle. Like Colton McKivitz is not it. Uh, he got, yeah, he got beat pretty badly a few times today. Uh, the fact that like, it's just there, there are, this isn't, let me, let me preface this. This isn't why they lost. Like these aren't, these aren't, the reason we talked about it at the top if you're just if you're just joining us on the live stream on youtube we talked about this and and twitter we talked about this at the top it was the three for 12 on third down it was the muffed punt it was the uh the blocked extra point i mean all those miscues are, are are way bigger reasons they lost this game but they went into the super bowl with logan ryan as their nickel corner logan ryan was on a was on his on a cruise when the Niners called him late in the season. They signed him in early December. I think it was December 4th. Right. And now he's he's starting in the Super Bowl when, like, you have Samuel Womack, a draft pick, who was a healthy scratch. You have Ambry Thomas, a third-round draft pick, can't get on the field. In in the Super Bowl, after, after starting ostensibly the whole year. And you go with Logan Ryan? I, I, again, and and then you have the the Tayshawn Gibson thing we've talked about over and over on this podcast. But the the fifty two yard completion to Michael Hardman that should have been an interception, and Gibson yeah. just didn't didn't go make a play. So I, I'm, um, like I said, that's not the the reason they lost. But when you start kind of adding things up, it's like man, there there are a lot of places, including the offensive line, like we just talked about, where where this roster can get pretty pretty significantly better. You can always go through a Super Bowl and find twenty different things that happened that could have changed the outcome of a game, particularly in one that went to, particularly one that went to overtime. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's just like you can, you absolutely cannot be giving points away, <laughs> like Excuse you me, did sorry. on special teams. No, you're good, man. That's you're, it. You're, you're. I meant to one. mute. I didn't mute. That was that was a. Yeah, it's, fun. it's it's been a long day for for all of us. Bruh. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, it's your homies Kyle and Chris for Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are are dressing themselves in uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts or maybe it's a pair of joggers or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that and it always makes me look dope, which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. Yeah. It's super stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids, uh, kid sizes on here too. Yes. That and is everything's correct. unisex. Uh, yeah. we, we should point out also. So, um, no matter if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you or a child or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their <laughs> stuff as well. Use promo code candlestick 20 today to get 20% off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever candlestick 20 is a promo code any day of the week to get 20% off your order from sglambchops.com. Uh, shout out to them. We really appreciate their support and, uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to sglambchops.com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high-quality clothing. Join the herd today. For all of us, but man, I mean... um, I thought Brock was mostly good. Yeah, he's fine. Like, you would have loved, like, one more, like, key play, mm-hmm. right? Like, you would have loved one more third-down conversion instead of having to settle for a field goal. Mm-hmm. But... Sometimes, it, you know, it didn't feel like it was all on him. He had a couple passes bad at the line of scrimmage, which the Chiefs are really good at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Debo Samuel had felt like he had a couple drops. Yeah. Debo um, had three catches on 11 targets. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not, not great. There was um, one. So, so I can, I can remember one misfire by Purdy where he just flat out missed. I think it was Debo on mm-hmm. out. Other than that, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. He was under duress a lot. I thought pretty smart with the football for the most part. the the it, one The one to start overtime was pretty rough. Trying to fit a ball into that window 
and and trying to fit it between. But again, that was a drop. So scary. That was another drop. Yeah. I mean that 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 catch was there to be made. I mean George Kittle only had two catches. You they'll always wonder. You know, could you could, were there more ways to get George Kittle involved? It felt like on a lot of key plays. You know the offensive line isn't good enough, and so you need Kittle in pass protection. Mm-hmm. And that's not obviously that's very helpful that he can be a good pass blocker for you. But when he's one of the best, if not you know, or he's one of the best pass catching tight ends in the league, you need him out running routes. Yeah, um, which goes back to like you'd love to not have a bad right tackle. Um, and yeah, man. I, I thought Brock was good. Like he made some plays with his legs. He extended plays. I thought the fourth down, the fourth and three that he converted to Kittle was a great mm-hmm. play. The the touchdown to Jennings was was a good play. He didn't look he didn't look scared. Um, he didn't look rattled at any point. I thought he didn't throw. He didn't throw. It felt like any balls that you're like, oh shit, that should have been picked. Yeah. It didn't it didn't feel like he threw any of those. He was throwing confidently. He was hitting guys in stride over the middle. Um, it felt like though, particularly in the second half, he couldn't step into any of his throws. Yes, he that was, was it, dude. Everything he was, was he foot. he was like back foot fading away on so many of his throws because the pass protection just could not hold up. Um, and that's you know, that was against four man four man fronts and also blitzes. It, it was just you know, the 49ers offensive line and, you know, we, we talked about it throughout the year. I don't know if we talked about it enough or how interesting it is to keep talking about it, but the Achilles heel of the offense was always pass protection. Yep. And, and we knew that coming into the year, right? The pass protection wasn't particularly great last year, even. Um, and then, you know, obviously pass protection ends up getting Brock Purdy hurt in the, in the NFC championship game last year, Yep. but the pass pro just wasn't good enough. And the chiefs were winning, up front when you had to have it and you know maybe it's can you do more things like move the pocket and do play action and and try to isolate the quarterback from the pass rush maybe again i'm not going to pretend you know the game just happened um i'm not but i'm not going to pretend like i know schematically everything that that went on after watching it uh, on tv in a hotel room in oklahoma you haven't gotten City. it broken down yet no no God, not dude. since you want to grind? No. Are you in a team? But uh, I could I could watch these highlights on ESPN and then and then get back to Travis Kelsey just made a catch against zone coverage. Um, oh, and Patrick Mahomes hit Jarek McKinnon on a screen on a third and two with forty seconds left. I mean, yeah, what like are that's you doing? Those... That, that that blitz call the third and two on the on the McKinnon screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, forty seconds. It would have been a left. long. It would have been a long field goal. Yeah. If they don't get that, and the Niners blitz, and the the Chiefs are ready for it with an easy. I just I don't. I thought the defense was really good for the most part, but Steve Wilkes' inability to, you mentioned the to disguise a blitz, which is a, a great point, yeah. But the timing of it, I, I swear to God, I, I don't think all year I went like, wow, great blitz call by Steve Wilkes. Like that just it that, was like that never happened. Their their defensive line was fucking cooking, dude. It yeah. was eating why rush four drop seven and 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 call it good a third and two game potentially on the line and you're letting them have an easy completion for it doesn't it doesn't yeah it's bro the a lot of it feels like a lot of their blitzes are easily distinguishable um at the snap or at the before pre-snap i should say yeah um and it feels like the vast majority of their blitzes just come on third down 
Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm all for the idea of like, you have a really talented defensive line um, and you're, you know, going to rely on them and play as many guys in coverage as you can. I think that's a, that's a great formula to have a good defense, but you just cannot be predictable against an elite quarterback like that. Yep. And that is, that, that is ultimately what it felt like Steve Wilkes was. It felt like the chiefs, the Chiefs had a plan for their blitzes in a way that the 49ers just didn't for the Chiefs' blitzes. Yeah. And that was a huge difference in the game. That was it. Man. What a bummer. That, yeah. I mean, it felt like... That felt like... I mean, even in overtime, it didn't really... I mean, I don't know how, how you felt, but for me, it was like it felt like the Niners were going to win like three different times. I don't know. Dude, I thought like they just need to make one play. Like maybe like Justin Watson's going to catch a pass and just give it to a defensive, like have it bang off his hands and give it to a defensive player or, you know, like it just, I mean, it's so, it was, this is now. Oh wait, hang on, hang on. Just correction from earlier. The Willis holding was in overtime. Yeah. The Braden Willis hold. No, sorry, go on. All of it felt like all of the biggest plays for the Chiefs were Patrick Mahomes scrambles. Yeah, and ultimately, I just don't really know what the answer is <laughs> to to stop that from happening. Aside from just like staying in your rushing lanes, which it felt like the Forty ers did a great job of throughout mm-hmm. throughout the game. But it's it's like all right, you. You got Travis Kelsey to defend over the middle of the field. We're talking about mixing up zone and man and blitzes and all that. It's like, oh, yeah, and the quarterback can just go run for whatever he wants. You know, you have it's, to, it's just it's it's just, really tough. Tony Romo said this on the broadcast. You have to understand that situation. The Chiefs with their season on the line, fourth and one in overtime, down by three, are not going to go shotgun handoff to Isaiah Pacheco. Like that's just not a Nick Bosa crashed hard on that. I mean, dude, just uh, vacated the edge, and that's one of those. That's one of those things you just have to know as a defender. Like if they're gonna give it to Isaiah Pacheco, all right. I I mean, that's I know it's I know that's easy for me to sit here with a microphone in front of my face and just say like, yeah, hey, don't (laughs) do what your instincts tell you to do, defensive player of the year guy. Uh, But I'm that's that's kind of what what I think. But that's I, I like, thought good. That's that's on Nick Bosa's scouting report. Like he's he's always crashing on those runs. Oh yeah. That that yeah. happens like zone read when they leave him on unblocked, he is always crashing. And again, to, like I fully agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell Nick Bosa how to play defensive end. Mm-hmm. But that is that is a a thing that's been happening throughout his career and the Chiefs yeah. Chiefs are smart, man. And like Andy Reid, we haven't even said Andy Reid's name. Like G, more or less, more or less a master class again from Andy Reid. Just figures it out. Always. Haven't been doing anything all game. And then in the biggest spots, field goal touchdown, field goal touchdown, touchdown, field goal touchdown, or whatever it was. Like as soon as as soon as they touchdown, snap field the goal, ball, field goal touchdown. That's right. As soon as they snap the ball on the last play of the game, the game winning touchdown. You're oh right. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's he, said, he was wide fucking open. He was. It, it was. There was. There was just no. Do you know when the last time Michael Hardman had fifty plus yards in a touchdown in a game was? 
Was it against the 49ers last year when they no, blew them was, out? No, it was November 6th of last year. Uh, so was that before or after the Niners game? That would have been before, right? No, it was after. No, right after. Right after. Because he had a he had a big game that when the Chiefs came to Levi's and blew the 49ers out. Yeah. In Christian McCaffrey's first game, right? Two carries for 28 yards and a couple touchdowns, I believe. Um what else did I want to say? Oh, you mentioned it felt like the Niners are gonna win the game a couple times in overtime. When McCaffrey Where's my playlist here? Uh, when the Niners had a first and 10 at the Kansas City 15, and McCaffrey just plows ahead for six yards. Yeah. It was like, it was like oh, they're just going to score here. Yeah. Like, it they're, felt they're gonna... like, oh, McCaffrey's just going to run in, and you have the Braden Wills hold. Uh, no, that was before that. Okay. That was second and two on Kansas City's 18. Elijah Mitchell goes for four oh, yards. Got it. Okay. And then on oh, second and right, 12, right. it was a huge check catch so yeah i was just like all right they figured it out uh and then and then and then they didn't and as soon as they kicked the field goal it was like that's ball game the chiefs are definitely scoring a touchdown <laughs> i thought kyle use was an ass kicker all game he was really good dude it felt like a really really good game every block he had seemed like a good one uh he had a really couple he had a couple catches man the play the play at the end where Jennings beat his guy on the in and out route mm-hmm. and Purdy just kind of had to throw it away because Chris Jones blew it up. Oh, that's that's definitely going to be one that that the Niners are going to remember. Like, man, that that could have that could have changed things for sure. So, Paul uh, Pet Petio Petio. Uh, sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing that, Paul, but in our in our YouTube chat said no taking no credit away from reading Kansas City, but the Niners are dominating the game for most of it. It felt like as much them losing this game as Kansas City and Mahomes being great. And to me, it's it's like when you give great players and coaches an opening, like or you give players and coaches an opening, like those are gonna happen in games. Like you're gonna you're gonna have bad bounces, you're gonna have miscues, you're gonna have mistakes. But great teams consistently take advantage of them, and that's what the Chiefs did. They you have they to took every every door the Niners left open, the Chiefs just kicked it off the hinges. You have to know that Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things. So you need to do everything you can in the parts of the game where Patrick Mahomes isn't on the field to insulate yourself, not mm-hmm. drop punts, not yes. miss extra points. Yeah. Right. Like, obviously, we could sit here and say, yeah, the Chiefs or the Niners should have been better at defending Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. but he's Patrick Mahomes. Like, what? what is there to say? Like, he's right. He's just that dude. Um, and Kyle Sandoval in, in the YouTube chat says the team era, the team's era, unfortunately, is going to be the equivalent of the Jazz teams that went against Jordan. I mean, that's how it feels right now. Niners have lost two Super Bowls to to this dude. And, and they've been the better team in both of them. Like that's the hard part. And that's the, the better roster that, for sure. Like that's the reason that the Mahomes thing looms and, and, and Andy Reid looms so large over this. Is yeah. because the Niners were the better team for more time of game than the Chiefs in both of these Super Bowls. Yeah. And it just it it didn't matter because number fifteen is is making plays. Yeah, and like honestly, you know, again, I don't want to spin it forward too much because we just watched the Super Bowl. But for the Niners to get to that point, I think it's mostly, I mean, we talk about cleaning things up. Obviously, they have to do that. 
but it's also about Brock Purdy taking a leap. Mm-hmm. Like I think to ask Brock Purdy to outduel Patrick Mahomes is asking way too much. Sure. And I thought, again, I thought Brock was good. Um, I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was good. And I thought he played, he played well enough for the 49ers to, to win the game, but it just didn't feel like whether it was Kyle Shanahan getting his, his lunch taken by Spags on third mm-hmm. downs or the Niners pass rush, not holding up or both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't put this on Brock Purdy so much, but the element of just pure playmaking Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying Purdy didn't do this at all, but the, just the element of pure playmaking, like knowing like, hey, no matter what happens, we're going to get this first down, mm-hmm. which was that zone that Patrick Mahomes felt like he hit tonight. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the the level that Brock Purdy probably needs to get to to beat Patrick Mahomes realistically, <laughs> which all he is, has to do is beat Patrick Mahomes to beat him, which is I understand a virtually impossible ask, but like I, that's. Like Josh Allen can can mostly do that, right? Like right. Joe Burrow and it, has, can, and it has never mattered. Yeah, and it right. But I mean, you know what I'm saying though. Like I know I know exactly what you're saying. For the Niners to get over they the need, hump, like you need Brock Purdy to continue to get better. Look, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won how many downs tonight by just being awesome? Six. Yeah, and my, a lot of them were like third and fourth like, downs. Like between between six, seven, like just just individually brilliant plays by Patrick Mahomes. And Purdy had a couple, but that's where the whole you know team building thing and looking for that style of quarterback comes in. Is like sometimes stuff is just going to break down, and you need your dude to make it to to go make a play. And and Brock just uh, didn't make enough today, and that's that's such a let me let me rephrase that he didn't he didn't make enough in the context of this game but i definitely thought he played well enough to win if that makes sense yeah like being a a second year quarterback who was the last pick in the draft and having patrick Mahomes make a couple more plays than you Mm -hmm. like like of course like of course that's gonna happen to me the issues felt more related to the offense than brock purdy like the offense as a whole Mm-hmm. Whether it was the play calling, the defense, like having a better play call than than what Shanahan had, or the offensive line getting beat, I thought just purely like if we're grading Brock Purdy's performance, like it was definitely good enough to win the game in my opinion. He wasn't throwing picks, he wasn't throwing yeah. dangerous passes. No. He when he had time and and he had you know he could step into his throws. He made some really nice throws, especially over, like deep over the middle of the field, which is his calling card but those those key downs it just felt like the 49ers were just at a schematic disadvantage too often yeah and you know maybe maybe the next level for purdy i think what i'm trying to say is is like you talk you hear coaches talk about like overcoming coaching like maybe the playmaking needs to evolve into the next level and probably like the highest level which is where mahomes is at if you're gonna like win a super bowl while you're you know, missing extra points and muffing punts. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's just, that's a cold reality and it's really, really difficult to do. And that's yep. what makes Patrick Mahomes potentially the best, the best quarterback of his generation. Yeah, man. He's hell of a player. <laughs> it's just that, that air of inevitability that when we said this at the top there, the chiefs were the pick all week for everybody because of Mahomes. 
and it felt like the Niners early on were mitigating that. But the longer it was 0-0, and then the longer it was 3-0, and then the longer it was 10-0, and then 10-3, and then 10-6, like that specter of Patrick Mahomes just got larger and larger and larger. And then sure enough, they got into a situation where they had, where they had to outduel Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid, and that's not something a lot of teams have had success doing in the playoffs. And yeah, and and um, and a guy in our YouTube chat, Jesus or Jesus, Jesus Christo. Uh, Christo, Jesus Christo, um, says think, like so many plays losing. JC? I think it's actually him. <laughs> so many losing, uh, so many plays losing yardage and being in second and third and long. Like yep. yeah, you had an Aaron Banks false start, you had a Trent Williams false start, and I think you had a Trent Williams hold. You had a Brandon Ayuk false start, and it felt like. You know, I, I don't, without going back to look, it felt like the 49ers just, it's Jesus, um, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it felt like the 49ers if either didn't convert in any of those scenarios or converted a very low percentage. And we know there are three of 12 on third down. So I, I would have to go back and look to have the exact numbers, but it, it just, it did it feel won- like they were behind the sticks a lot with their own unforced errors. At one point in the game, late in the game, they showed... It- they showed the Niners' average yards to go on third down, and it was like 12.4. Here's a third and 19 on their first third down. Uh, third and nine. Third and 14. Uh, this That was just in the first quarter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then early in the second quarter. Uh, here's a third and nine. Purdy takes a sack. They get fourth and 13. I mean, it, it just the the list goes on like this throughout the game. I'm not going to go through the entire play log and, and uh, yeah. regale you with all the 40. Here's a third and 15 in the third quarter. Third and 11. I mean, that's just We're, not the third and 10. And I'm you're going playing through the whole the, game log now. And you're playing into the Chiefs' hands, right? Like, what do we know the Chiefs are good at? They're good at defending the pass and Steve Spagnuolo is really good at dialing up the right pressures. Yep. And when you're in third and long becomes increasingly difficult. We talked about it all week. Like Niners got to get, they got to win on first down. They got to get into second and five or six. They got to get into third and two or three. And they, I, I, and I mean, the chiefs just made more plays on the stretch, man. Like that was it. It's not a complicated game. I mean, no, I don't think so. A lot of things happen, but like when you're just trying to figure out like what wins and what loses, it's not a complicated game. If Ray Ray McLeod falls on the punt that hit Darrell Luger, if he just falls on that, and then if Jake Moody doesn't get his extra point block, the 49ers probably win. Yeah. Like that's really, if they convert two more third downs, they probably win. Like it's just <laughs> tough way to go out. I thought the Moody Moody's night was, I mean, you know what? You know what? Hey, shout out to Jake Moody, bro. <laughs> Just you know nailing no, I, 50 plus yarders. I dude. honestly look, I was, I and you, I don't, you know what? I don't want to speak for you, but I was as critical of the Jake Moody pick as anybody. You and I said that if he drills a game winner in the, in the Super Bowl, it would all be worth it. He did not drill a game winner, but he was three for three with two from beyond 50 yards. Uh, one of them, um, one of them, 55, 
53 and 27. The 55-yarder got the Niners on the board. Uh, the 53-yarder gave the Niners the lead with a minute 57 left. And then the 27-yarder gave them the lead in overtime. I mean, it, it, you'd like to not see the extra point get blocked. That's a pretty big blemish, but uh, Moody was outstanding. Missing the extra point is really to tough. Missing the extra point is really tough. Mm-hmm. But missing the extra point is not as bad as missing a field goal because at least when you kick a field goal, it's worth three points. Yeah. Yep. So the fact if he hit two from 50 plus, I know the extra point is like really, really tough. And he came off the side of his foot and he didn't miss an extra point throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's really tough. But to me, the, the he McLeod did miss thing an extra is... point in the regular season, by the way, Jim Nance had that wrong. Did he? Yeah. He got one blocked. Was it the Rams? A... Oh, the Rams. That's, that's right. The Rams game. Yeah. I've, I've deleted Na- way to go, that Nance. one from my memory. Way to go. That one from my memory. But um, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that came also, out so low. It was wild. It was it was not good. But he he hit all the field goals. Every high pressure field goal, he nailed it, including two. And how about starters. let's let's pour one out for the idea of uh, just booting it through the end zone on every goddamn yeah. kickoff. I'm really really happy the 49ers figured that one out. <laughs> like. Like what? <laughs> not that not that it matters now. No, I know. Like for it's just, for the rest it's of time for the for the rest of Jake Moody's career, if he ever does that sh- like cutesy little short coffin kick, yeah. Like just and and the the, the team Here's... returns it to the thirty five because Charlie Warner runs into somebody. Like let's because D Winters overruns the play. <laughs> Dude, like guys, what, just look, kick it through. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do with their coaching staff this off season. Um, but if they wind up hiring a new defense, a special teams coordinator, I think my interview is one question, and it is, how do you handle kickoffs? And if they're like launch that shit into the third row, I'm like, you're hired. Yeah, <laughs> love this guy. <laughs> Get him in there. Anyways. Yeah, Niners special teams. I mean, Mitch Wisnowski was amazing, as always. Um, Chris Connolly on special teams. Great. But, yeah, I don't know, man. That Honestly, if you were to tell me that that was the most devastating loss in 49ers history, I would not tell you you're wrong. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of them. Like, there's a lot. There have been a lot, like, since 1994, there have been a lot of them. Yeah. Man. Yeah, since 2011, there have been a lot of them. <laughs> I think you just... Oh, I that's mean, a good post. That's a good post at NinersWire.com. Look at all these goddamn losses. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think... I mean, I think the the best path for the Niners to win the Super Bowl, like I'm not saying they could never beat Mahomes because like they, they could. Like any any team can win a football game. Mm-hmm. But it might just be like Mahomes gets knocked out by somebody else. <laughs> you, might, yeah. you might just like let's get Josh Allen or Joe Burrow in there. Because <laughs> I I I mean unless you can just play a perfect game. 
and you know the Niners were close. They played they played a really good game. Like overall, I would say the Niners played an eight out of ten game for for the Super Bowl. Like knowing that it's extremely difficult to win a Super Bowl, I think they played an eight out of ten game. But they needed a nine nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. They had they had so many opportunities. I'm gonna go back to the early part of the game. Like they had so many opportunities to yeah. go ahead seventeen to three, twenty to three, something like that. And they just Chiefs defense is good, man. It was good all year. They gave up twenty seven points once. I mean that's a heck if of you're a, Jed heck York if you're Jed York, do you call Steve Spagnolo or his agent and say, Hey man, Here's fifteen million dollars a year to be our defensive coordinator. Yes, <laughs> I mean he's probably under contract. It doesn't work like college. You can't just poach coaches like that. But right, like hiring Spags uh, would probably be worth like that. It would probably be worth 15, 15 a year to the Niners. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they win the game if D'Amico Ryan's their defensive coordinator? That's a good question. It did feel like D'Amico was just a much better play caller. Yeah. Like, I thought that was one of D'Amico's biggest strengths. He was, he was very creative. And in-game adjustments, he was, he was awesome. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, Wilkes was, Wilkes was, I mean, if we're, I don't have the rankings in front of me or I don't have the list in front of me as Jim Harbaugh would say, but like Wilkes is probably like a middle of the pack, maybe a slightly above average defensive coordinator in the league. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the two guys that, you know, came before him were top tier, mm-hmm. top quarter of the league. Mm-hmm. So this is not this. Uh... Kyle Shanahan did not call zero running plays for two quarters. People need to fucking relax. I mean, the thing is, is like you can, you can, it's really easy to, to criticize play calling when you're just going three and out. Sure. Right. Like part of, part of it is on, is on the players to execute Mm -hmm. and like not it. Kyle Shanahan can't be the one who gets the blame for every play not working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the easiest thing in the world when it's like, all right, three and out, three and out, three and out to like say, dude, run the plays that work. What's your problem? Like he's obviously trying to do that. Sure. But because like obviously when, you know, when you get a first down instead of three plays, your drive suddenly becomes six plays or mm-hmm. eight plays or nine plays. And then it's a lot easier to, call running plays but when you're just going three and out yeah and again maybe well, if he runs the ball once or twice yeah like you have a false start you have a holding penalty it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna run the ball on second and 15 in most cases and you're probably yeah. and you're definitely not running the ball on you know set third and eight yeah so those those numbers are going to look skewed um so yeah man i mean this one's I would put this up there. I would put this up there with the NFC Championship game against the Giants, with the Kyle Williams muff punts. I would put this up there with the Ravens Super Bowl loss. I would put this up there, obviously, with the last 2019 
Super Bowl loss. Um, it it is there's the theme is that it's felt like, and you said this earlier, and it's worth reiterating. It's felt like one through fifty three, the Niners were the better team, and it was either mistakes or just the opponent just having the better quarterback or Patrick or just having Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Boy. It's tough. I don't think I have that much else. Yeah, man. Rest up. Feel better. I got a flight in like six hours to Phoenix. You, you tune into Kings thunder today. Oh, I was dialed for sure. Yeah. Jalen Williams, heck of a player, man. Dude, he's nasty. Yeah. So Shay, my preseason MVP pick. No big deal. Yeah, looking pretty good. 38 today. Yeah. Too many turnovers for the Kings. Speaking on forced errors. Hey, thanks for tapping in. Here's 40 more minutes on King Thunder. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, Everybody tapping in on YouTube. We appreciate y'all for for hanging out after after a tough loss uh, for the 49ers, uh, 25-22 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, This is not it. For your boys, uh, we will be rocking with you all off season, uh, cranking out content, at draft, free agency, uh, all that jazz right around the corner. So uh, stay locked into Candlestick Chronicles, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We go live on YouTube a couple times a week, and then uh, we're always in your podcast feeds as well if you're not available to catch us live. So uh, please hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you have not done that already. And then, like I said, subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate that five stars. Give us a good review. It's uh, it's very helpful to us. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tapping in. Yeah, we, we appreciate everybody. Um, obviously, we've, we've had some longtime listeners. We have some new listeners. We appreciate the support on all platforms. And um, the plan is just to keep growing in, in what we're doing. Um, so that, that's going to be more video stuff down the road. This year was more just kind of dipping our toes in, in these YouTube waters and these streaming video waters. And um, Kyle and I obviously have, have full-time jobs that make it a little bit difficult to do everything we'd love to do on YouTube. Um, but yeah, we, we really appreciate the support. We try to make this the, the best pod it can possibly be. And, and um, that's possible because of, because of the listeners we have and, and the listeners we continue to gain. Um, so uh, we appreciate everyone for, for listening, for supporting, for sharing, for subscribing. Um, keep it locked. We're, we're going to keep growing this thing and do more and more stuff. And, uh, man, it's, it's hard to believe that the season's over and we just watched the Super Bowl. It's crazy. <laughs> it it's is crazy. crazy. We talk about it so much, but, um, yeah, man, it's wild. So we'll be back at some point this week with another post-mortem, spin it forward, big picture, something or other. But thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you. Talk to you soon. Feel better, man. Thanks. All right. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.